Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is the wonderful April Mahoney, a fellow podcaster. We did a wonderful show a little while ago about the etiquette of podcasting, being a guest and hosting. And if you ever want to do a podcast, um, as a guest or have your own, please listen to that show because there's a lot of do's and don'ts and good tips in it because there is an etiquette behind it. But today we're talking about a different etiquette, about being an African-American woman in America today. Well, we are seeing a lot of unrest, a lot of anger, a lot of people just have the camel, they, the hay that broke the camel's back. This is enough. And nobody's going to tolerate this anymore. And leadership is zero. It's actually more inciting violence. And we want to step up as white people. We want other people of other uh, nationalities want to step up and say, we're with you. We are with you. But we don't always quite know what to say. What is the etiquette and what we say and how we support. And what is it really like right now living in America under this? It, it is time. It is time. It is, this has been talked about for too long and it's got to change and it's got to change now. All of this right now has to change now and all of us have to get behind it. So April, my love, thank you for coming on and being beautifully vulnerable in the show as oh. I know you will be today and honest and upfront because this is what we need. No bull, give it to us straight. Uh, I'm going to give it to you straight with no chaser. So <laughs> thank you, Sarah Troy, for having me back here. Uh, you always give such an incredible interview, your time, your energy, your thoughtfulness. Um, you're really at the top of the leaderboard when it comes to podcasting and media. God bless you. Thank you. You too. <laughs> well, what you want to know, girl? What you want to talk about? Because we're going we gonna to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to be open and honest today. And, and it's... Um, you know, I lived in South Africa for 11 years and I used to get constantly into trouble for mixing with the African people. Mm -hmm. They worked for you. You didn't socialize with them. You didn't talk to them outside of work. And that's one of the reasons I left South Africa is because of the apartheid. Wow. I go to America and I spend some time there and you're seeing in some ways equality and other ways darn right not just total targeting and I've been here now in Canada for 40 years and it seems to be every year there is something that is going on that that says no more we're not going to take it anymore in America yet it, it has its moment and everything goes back to the same so much needs to change and one of the things that needs to change is most certainly in the police force you know, the, the whole, are you racist? Don't join the police force. Are you a bully by nature? Don't join the police force. Do you have an issue with people of different nationalities? Don't join the police force. And yet we're still seeing this. What I'm seeing right now is the guy that actually did kill our George is going to be tried, which should be. No more of this buddy-buddy protecting our own. It's got to be you're there to serve and protect the people. How are you feeling about this, love? And I know you must be feeling well, pissed off. <laughs> I, had to, I had to take some notes. I had to take some notes uh, because that was a lot of stuff that you, and I want to address a lot of it, okay? Hello, brains, Canadian brains. <laughs> uh, we have so many synergies. First of all, I worked in Canada from everywhere, from Banff to Calgary to Canloop to Vancouver, Ontario. So when I was there, it was a very different experience for me because mm -hmm. I wasn't the black woman. I was the American. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was just, that was a subset within itself. Okay. So uh, as far as living in South Africa, that's pretty rough. But the closest I've been to that was Beijing, China. And it was law and order. So I'll bring all this back around full circle. But let me start with um, the policing. Policing is a tough job, uh -huh. okay? 
It is on your psyche. Everybody is a suspect. You're seeing murders. You're seeing robberies. You're seeing abuse. You've got your own drama, drugs, alcohol, pain. Uh, you know, you're dealing with inner cities. Your adrenaline is rushing all the time. I am not defending the use of excessive force, but I have a sensibility of the psyche of the person from the, the background. There is some trauma there ongoing every single day they get up. Yes. You know, they're not calling you to, to serve tea and cookies. <laughs> when you call the police, it's on and popping. Okay. Yeah. So take that into consideration too. You know, it should be a time limit. 10 years and out you go. Okay. <laughs> you don't even get to sit up in the good old boy network. Go ahead and give you your pension at 10, like they do the military, and get out and do something else. Yeah. Okay. Accountability. Absolutely. I say put them under the ground. Okay. If you eight minutes, don't have me stand five minutes in the post office. Mm -hmm. You put your knee for eight minutes and that is not considered murder. And then you have accessories to the crime. I'm outraged. Yeah. I'm outraged. You know, it happens over and over and over again. I just, I told a story about uh, me. Can I share this with your, please, your please, please do. Uh, in 1965, my mother, myself, my father and my brother, went to a festival. It was advertised on the radio. Everybody was going. It was a part of the civil rights movement. Everybody was excited. Stevie Wonder was going to be there, yada, yada. Long story short, we had to end up running for our lives because we were in the midst of the Watts riot. <sighs> now, I'm a young child being trampled by these adults, guns everywhere, the whiff of uh, tear gas, really? You have no idea what these people are subjecting themselves to. You need to fall on your knees and thank God for them because you don't have the courage to be out there to do it. Right. Okay. That's the first time. The second time I was trampled in a crowd, well, we were in a park again. Me, my mom, my dad, we had to run. They dispersed the crowd. And you know what they did? They didn't have a gun or a weapon. They just said that they did. And the crowd went nuts. Yes. I got smacked into a tree. Mm. So now I'm trampled again. But the third time I was trampled in a crowd, it was at a Parliament Funkadelic concert. <laughs> and Bootsy had landed the mothership, so that was a whole different thing. <laughs> Getting your funk on. Okay, I got <laughs> But, um, you know, so you have to take that into consideration. Um, now, you asked another question. What do we want white folks to do? Baby, there's no playbook, okay? Mm. All my white friends is calling me. Just be you. Just be cool. You know when you say something out of pocket, and if you kind of think that it's not right, don't say it. Don't yeah. do it. You just, I mean, there's, I don't want you to do anything special because then you would not be your authentic self, okay? I don't want you to say anything special, but I want you to stop saying white privileged because you mm. guys got that twisted. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Civilization started in Africa. I'm not even going to start preaching about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where it started. Okay. So don't even come to me. People that bully, that rob, that steal, that oppress, that suppress, that disrespect, that kill, that murder, that lie. That's not privileged. No. Okay. So just stop using that term. Yeah. It deranged comes to mind <laughs> you know, and I mean you know I'm not even trying to label anybody but I'm just saying you know don't think because you do all of that you know and and that's a privilege and nobody calls you on it mm -hmm. that you're living in a you got some bad energy because karma's gonna get you baby you see what's going on mm -hmm. okay this is a well-tuned machine folks didn't just you know come out of nowhere abracadabra folks is tired yes tired. yes okay but all this looting, you know, I was joking yeah. with friends of mine. I said, okay, so where are they going to get the, where are they going to wear the, um, the Gucci and the Louis Vuitton to? Because all the, uh, the clubs are closed around the world because of the COVID. <laughs> uh, so uh, where are you going to watch your big screen TV? Because you haven't paid your rent in three months. You're about to be evicted. You know? Yeah, uh, but, you I know, the, there's something even more stupid than that. They're being filmed. You know, we had riots here in Vancouver a few years ago to do with a hockey match. 
and we had some looting and writing, which is normally not a, a norm for us, but it happened. And they were all being filmed. And so the cops went after every single one of them. That you can't escape today. Somebody's got you on camera, right? Yeah, you, know, you are filmed on an average of 28 times per day. Mm -hmm. Per day. Big brother's watching. Right. You know, and so you have to be careful about what you say or what you do. But if you are in, acting with integrity, then you don't have nothing to worry right. about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, it, 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 take my picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get a bit of this, you know. Because <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Right. But if I'm not doing anything and I am sleeping, cuddled up next to my man, and I think somebody's breaking in the house and yeah. it's, you know, the, you have a no-knock warrant, you come in and then you assassinate me. Oh yeah, you gotta pay for that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what uh, what goes around comes around, right? You know, and the, the boomerang will always come back in some form or way. I, I you know, uh, racism I don't understand. You know, because children do not see racism. You know, they just they they oh. warm to other children of other color. The racism is imposed upon them. Right. You know, and. and Sometimes, is there, in all fairness to, because I, I try to be fair with this, I try to figure out the psyche before I just go nuts. Because if I stay an angry black woman, all I'm right. not going to progress. Right, right. That's, that's filling up my space. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need space to work it out. I need mm -hmm. to help come up with a solution. I'm not a problem describer, I'm a solution seeker. Yes. Okay, and so that's why I do what I do is because I want to hear these options. I'm, and like I said, I'm not going to always agree with you. I'm yeah. not no love dog either. Nice. I have a very strong opinion, and it, it may be in contrary to what you're doing, but I'm not going to mess with you. I'm not going to irritate you, agitate you. I'm going to tolerate you. Yeah. Okay? I don't want you to, you have to accept me. Everything is not acceptable. That's the bottom line. Right. There's boundaries, there's borders, and you have a right to that. That's when mm -hmm. people get it twisted. You've mm -hmm. got a right to say, you know what? I don't like okra, or you know what? I don't particularly like that color car, or... You know, I don't particularly like that person. You can even say that. Yeah. But excuse me, don't fuck with them. Yeah, that, well, that's the point. You can disagree, but why, why do you have to bring hate into it? Why do you have to bring violence yes. into it? Why do you have that's to bring right. demeaning into it? Right? That's, that's your opinion. Yeah. But it makes yeah. people feel more powerful when they do that. They feel more powerful. How in the world do you turn the military on the people? And you know what? I don't understand. I, I don't understand how that works. Now, some of them, some of the military here in the United States dropped a knee. Yes. In solidarity. Okay. Good for them. But could you imagine if you piss off the people that you have in the military, on the military? It, why do we even have to, to do all of that? Arrest the officers, hold them. Accountable. In, hold them accountable, put them in jail, put them in general population. They yeah. don't get isolated. No, nope. none of that. no protection. They, they didn't give any protection to the people they serve, so no protection for them. They have to pay rent just like all the other prisoners. Yeah. No, let them be subjected to that. I hate that. You know, I hate that. I'm not just for straight out murdering and killing. I don't want my heart to turn to that. Right. Because that's just one person. You know, that's like one per one particular person here uh is causing is, is a mouthpiece but you got all these puppets in the back that are just kind of down with the program that's what i'm concerned about yes and turn over the election and do this and you know women women are going to take over you know there's some cold-blooded women out here too oh you? yeah okay oh yeah mm -hmm. don't get it twisted yeah some of now, these women it, have some worse isms than these men <laughs> yes really when it comes down to it i wrote an article a few years ago which every now and again I, I post and it's this i wish for a colorless world and it's not for people to be one color it is for us to see each other from the inside out you know we're drawn by the heart we're drawn by the character we're drawn by uh the camaraderie you know or uh, the cohesiveness and and really the vessel that we come in is just the vessel that we come in do you have a different culture because you're black do mm -hmm. i have a different culture because i'm from a british background yes but does that mean it has to divide us we bring our spice to the table all it does is makes the meal more interesting why do we get so hung up on the vessel why can't we see the heart and soul of a person? Because this is it. When you look at me, that's not the first thing you see. I don't know. <laughs> no? 
Nobody does. When no. I look at you, I've got to go inside. I've got to mm -hmm. get to know you to know your heart. Yes. I've got to have a conversation with you to know your brain. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that you deliver to me is your outward appearance. Mm -hmm. So me, I want to value that. I want to see that. I think sometimes when I look at your background and how you blend into that blue in your eyes, I think you're absolutely gorgeous. Oh, bless you. you know? <laughs> and it really is what you bring to the table. I have people from all over the world on my show. I love the richness. I love the diversity. Mm -hmm. So see, one of the challenges that white or Caucasian, because Jane Elliott, Akimi, if I call her a white girl, <laughs> Okay. Uh, right. And this is her T-shirt. I have to show it because, you know, I love Jane. Oh, she's uh, wonderful. She's amazing. Yes. But anyway, uh, what people bring to the table is, again, what you see, dressing until you get to have that conversation with them. And so here, the problem that white people have or Caucasians have uh, is that they always want to, it's perceived as dilute the conversation by saying, I don't see color hmm. or we're all equal because we're not. We weren't made that way. If we were made that way, that's fine. Yeah. Why not accept me for what you see? Exactly. Yeah, between my teeth, my brown skin, my freckles, my weight, my heart, my soul. It takes time to get into that. And everybody, you're not going to get on that level with everybody. Everybody's not going to have a front row seat in your life. That's mm. okay. Some people have to be in the overflow. That's just how life goes. Yeah. But, you know, thinking about not necessarily talking a lot. Listen a lot more, uh -huh. you know, share your culture, go, you know, on the other side of town and catch the bus and, you know, get down at the club or, uh -huh. you know, have some soul food, immerse yourself in another culture. You would be so surprised at what you'd find. There's such rich pockets of jewels and, you know, just experiences and food and love and culture. You might even find a freak. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is why you know is racism or anger or that divide there and it comes from a state of fear and that fear is being stoked and being provoked at the present moment but when you do sit down with someone else of a different color and you understand their culture their background who they are you'll see the similarities you'll see the things that we have in common if you strip everybody down and go down to the core of who they are don't we all want the same thing in life but we'll go about it in a different way so if we are afraid and that goes for anything whether it's a person or it's anything in our lives we are afraid because it's unknown so step into discovery step into exploration be adventurous discover because when you know what it is then you can decide whether it's something fearful or not but right. most of the time you'll find out well, what the hell was i worrying about right 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 absolutely you know but you have to feel the fear and do it anyway yeah and what what are you i mean what are people afraid of i'm afraid of a lot of people you know i <laughs> you know i'm afraid of uh of the trickery and the bamboozlery, yes. yes. uh, the imposters mm -hmm. you know if like i said Maybe we can start there, is identifying with self, you know, I don't like this because of, you know, example, I don't like okra. Every time my mother has, makes me have collard greens, she makes me have cook okra with her. And I am 57 years old, and she always wants me to put it on my plate, and I can't stand it. <laughs> but don't keep forcing me, because again, I am being tolerant of what she wants to do. So let's just kind of start with that. And, you know, just kind of having an a, a open conversation where maybe you listen a little bit more, ask questions. Sometimes you got to ask permission, you know, mm -hmm. ask you a question. That's mm -hmm. letting someone know that you're inviting them into their space. Yes. Again, as black people, we don't want to be treated any different mm -hmm. than anybody else. But I don't want to be pulled over and there's six cops, guns drawn, you know, for a speeding ticket. This guy was killed for what someone perceived to be a fake $20 bill. I know. I know. I, I mean, I mean that there is that video that was going around um, as like a tutorial to black people about if you see the cops, put your hands up, say yes, sir, no, sir. Don't argue with them. Don't do this. Don't do that. And it is heartbreaking, heartbreaking that you have to go around and it's always like yeah, yes boss no boss you know mm -hmm. screw that you're a human being if they are stopping you and there's a rational reason for it and you've done something wrong then accordingly you will um, pay the price for it but the guns out immediately 
you know, and, and immediately you're perceived as the villain just because the color of your skin. That is just something that outwardly now has got to stop. Okay, but let's be in all fairness, okay? They haven't magnified. We don't know how many uh, Asian Americans that mm -hmm. could be targeted. We don't know how many Hispanics because, you know, black people are tribal people. We're going to stand up. We're going to yeah. be voices. It, it keeps getting recording us. So I don't think that they're just necessarily just out on a witch hunt and there are bad cops. But yes, again, yes. The psyches of the individuals, mm -hmm. you know, they're, it, it's a person that has been in a war. They have PTSD. Yeah. Okay? Yes. They do. And so, again, don't do that. And then you need to have independent uh, councils that separate when there is a police-involved shooting to look at that. Like I said, they, they're criminals now. Yes, they are. A sex offender, you know. Mm -hmm. A 18-year-old a a boy will have sex with a 17-year-old girl and be charged. He has to register as a sex offender in some states. And uh, that's for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, but with these police officers, how can you leave one jurisdiction and go to another jurisdiction and get a job? I know. I'll get you a criminal. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, you're there to serve and protect against crime. It's not that because you're wearing the uniform, you're abstaining from any persecution of the crime that you admit. You, you mentioned Asian, and of course in Canada, especially in the West, we have a, a, a very large Asian popularity. And what we've been seeing lately, which is, is again, totally unacceptable. One case was um, a 92-year-old Asian man with dementia in a 7-Eleven, and this big, huge guy kicking him out and throwing him to the ground, blaming him for COVID. There is another Asian woman on a walker and a woman walks across. You can see it in the camera. She's walking in one direction. She walks right across to trip the woman up so that she falls flat on her face. And it's like, what have they got to do with COVID? They're here. They're Canadians, right? And it's, the thing is, we have to really take stock of ourselves and our own accountability and, and just, I know you're frustrated. I know you may be angry, but how dare you go and take it out on someone else instead of dealing with it yourself? Well, because there's no self-reflection. Mm. You know, you have to look in the mirror and the mirror is not just for correction, but it is also for correction, mm -hmm. you know? And you're adjusting yourself. You're adjusting your posture. That's where I want, you know, people to start. Mm -hmm. is don't ask, don't call me up and say, oh, you know, how can I support you? And you know, I've, I've got, bless their hearts, I got some sweet messages. I can use my white privilege. I can say, damn Visa card. <laughs> 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 I can use that and my influence. And I know that their intention is yes. pure. So just, you know, don't, don't put a whole lot into mm -hmm. it. Be authentic and just kind of show up. And if you kind of think that it's not cool, then don't do it. And you, everybody should have a, a plethora of friends. Yes. You know, yes. a plethora of friends. You have so much that you're missing out on if you're just dealing with one thing. Uh, it, it's very, very difficult. You know, when I look at kids, this is taught. This yeah. is, not, you know, there's some kids that are, uh, they have a uh, George Floyd challenge where they are putting it on Instagram. And you know, you would think that their parents would say, you know what, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be called out on public media. I mean, uh, social media, social media is mean. I mean, mm -hmm. these kids, they think they're doing something funny. This is going to come back to haunt them. Oh, yeah. And again, every nanosecond, the woman called the police on a bird watcher. I know. <laughs> He's a Harvard graduate. Right. And I was looking at the video. He wasn't anywhere near her. He was just filming her on stupid. You know, so it's stuff like that. You know, why are you, why are people so afraid of of nothing? Shadow in you. Yeah. So let me let me tell you something else. Here. Let me give you another quick education. So a lot of times you'll see a lot of groups um, that appeared, and we'll use just as an example, like the Panthers. You know, and these underground militia groups, things of that nature. You know, I grew up in a very, uh, without divulging too much, but a very disciplined home and it was never taught to hate you mm -hmm. but it was taught to love me mm -hmm. 
okay, to elevate me, that I am important, that I am a queen, that I am smart, that I eat right, that I carry myself in a certain way, I have a, a dignity, that I honor God first. It, it had nothing to do with anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's what I was taught to believe, and that is what has been instilled in me my entire life. So, you know, you got to stay in your own lane. Yeah. Everybody thinks that, you know, these groups are about, you know, hate or the black church. I remember when Obama had to denounce um, yes. his pastor. Do you remember that? Yes. Well, I went and heard the pastor speak and it touched my heart because he said that who would have thought that the young man that I brought to Christ would be the president of the United States and he would have to denounce me like some demon. Yeah, I know. Tears just came down my face. Yeah. Because we speak our truth. We speak our history. The church is a place of solace. That's the only place that we can be honest about who we are and express it and pour it on the altar of our Lord and ask for redemption and forgiveness. But now it's a battle cry. Yeah. Okay. Because we are tribal people and we're not stupid. We're hunters. We're gatherers. We're strategic. We're smart. We're financed. They're mobilizing all over the world. You know, the COVID, you know, you can't go nowhere. You got this, this endless recording of what's going on in mainstream media, constantly programming you and reprogramming you, you know, negativity. And it's, wow. it's like their voice tone actually drops when they're reporting something that's not so dramatic. Well, here's, this is the eighth day and protesters seem to have leveled off. Uh, they are... Um, protesting quietly, their voice inflection comes down because there's no more drama. Right. Well, you know, I call it the CNN effect where they take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. Oh, my God. You know, because it's drama cells, hysteria cells. And you've got to understand also from behind the scenes, the more you keep people in fear, the more you control them. Right. Right. So when we're looking at media right now, I call them, excuse the expression, shit stirrers. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what they're going to do. You know, are they, uh, you know, when with the COVID, you know, they, they talk about the deaths all the time. They're not talking about the recovery's. They're not talking right. about the other solutions. The, right. It's it's always the soap opera drama behind oh, it. One question: and Since all this has happened, I haven't seen voucher. <laughs> no, there has not been one mention of COVID in the last week from any American uh, channel. Not one mention at all. And you know, for all the people that are out there protesting and rioting. You've already got abundant amount of cases. How many more cases are going to come out of that? that, that you know, I'm looking at that going, okay, folks, you have a virus out there that is actually the killer. Why are you out there with no mask, no protection? Uh, that's how the devil works. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, I, you know, I don't know if anybody, I don't care, but I know he's real. He's in our actions. Every, everything you do. And it's yeah. an invisible it's an invisible enemy. Yeah. Okay. And so everything, you know, attacks you at one time. Yeah. And everything is happening so fast, Sarah. I know. You don't have time to settle with one thing Before versus another. That's a part of the distraction. I'm just so confused. So I just stay here and, you know, try to gather my thoughts and do some meditation, uh, figure out really what my love is. A lot of people don't do, you have an assumption on love. Mm -hmm. Love is not a, you know, it's, it should be a blanket, but there's conditions on people's love. Well, you need to do this or you need to do that and, 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 and a trust. Mm -hmm. you know, trust can hold you hostage. Okay, so if you don't do this and you don't do this a certain way, then I don't trust you. And so that's where we are right now. How do you love and how do you trust? You know, and then, and then love and who do you trust? And if you're not in love, then you must be in hate. Like that's the only other emotion that is there. And you know, really, if you just look at America right now as one big orchestra, there is a conflict of music being played, right? And the conductor is out to lunch. You know, and we're looking at leadership that is coming up in pockets in each state, in each community, and they are beginning to try and cohesively make the music more harmonious because the conductor at the top there is the warmonger, the shit stirrer, sorry. And we need those, yep, yep, we need those conductors and in each 
community in each state in each city that are cohesively together bringing about that piece and the piece is i hear you i am listening to you i'm paying attention to you and together we are going to change this this is the only way we're going to get to change but from the top down no it is well, your communities you know, that are doing it I, you know uh i think this has taught a lot of people to vote here in the united states in your local government your yes. state government because that's where the leadership has really come from and yes. that's some of the resistance has come from mm -hmm. and i admire them they never probably had any idea that they were going to have to deal with this yes um we have an election that's coming up i call it politics not politics yeah, politics. right yes you know but again without order there's chaos and there is there's a disruptor mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. you know um and there's sickle fans that follow yeah you know yeah but it 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 all comes out in the wash just sit and and watch when the election started i had told my friends i said i'm gonna sit here and watch this like a reality show i had no which is idea. what it is <laughs> I, had, I had no idea of you know people out of work mm. grocery stores and communities now destroyed children being separated from their parents at the border I know. You know, uh, immigration turned back. Every piece of legislation to partner us with other bordering countries have been destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, still ain't built the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the best wall is the wall that's around him. That was a it, great posting. It, <laughs> you know, it, it's just too much going on. I know. And it's a constant distraction. And I have never in my life seen a hurricane yeah. like this. Or oh, last that long. Hurricanes are normally, you know, disruptive, but fast and over. This is, a, and you never know where the hurricane's going to hit next. That's the trouble. So everybody's in a state of, and I think this is why we're seeing so much rioting and everything. So you've had, you can't go out because of the COVID. Uh, you don't have any rights because of your color. There isn't any jobs. You can't go back to work. Everybody's been told can't, can't, can't. And then it reaches a boiling point, And that's what's happening at the present moment. Whether people are out there in the street outraged by what's happened or just out there to get rid of their frustrations. And of course, you've always got the profiteers of everything that are out there just to cause disruption and, and profit from it. Well, and you also have plants, okay? Believe that this is this is uh, yes. urban guerrilla warfare. Yeah. Have you talked to any gang members on your show? Let me get you some crips and some bloods on your show. Yes. You can See, people don't understand that either. That the gang mentality is really a culture of a mini army. You mm -hmm. have girls, you have people that work, uh, you've got, um, you know, a chain of command, you've got loyalty, you know? It's a form of a military. Mm-hmm discipline you know and so uh people don't understand that that this is embedded in them you know from it's indoctrinated in them to protect themselves you know these young kids that are out here now seven eight years old they have them walking with signs you know all i want to do is live mm. nobody deserves that yeah. i know? want to breathe yes yeah you know i can't breathe i got yeah. my hands up yeah know? I'm, I'm constantly having to apologize for who I am and, and go around explaining I'm not guilty for anything you perceived me to do. Right. And again, be cautious. Yes. But, you know, white people, don't be afraid of us. You know, don't mm. be afraid. Just, just, you don't have to be right when the COVID's not going to let you be right up on me anyway. You got to be six feet apart. <laughs> yes. but, you know, and yeah. if you feel like clenching your purse, it's your purse. You can clench it. Yeah. But don't be calling the, the police on us, you know, just for random stuff. I know. You know? Yeah. And, and again, black people, don't be overly aggressive on white people. Yeah. They're doing the best they can with what they know. Right. Right. And you can't do better until you know better. Right. Right. And you know, as I said, everybody's got their stuff that they're going through, no matter what color they are. All right. And, you know, you've, you've got women who've been fighting this right for equality and to be seen and heard and you know everything else for since the beginning of time so there are so many other fights going on and every single one of them is validated you know against um domestic abuse um 
you know, uh, this, I mean, there's such a, a list that it would take the whole show to just list it out. But, but this is scary too, is that there are people with mental illness. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so you call the police because somebody's off their meds and then the police get there and they don't know how to handle that situation, you know, and then it escalates and it turns into, you know, a murder or somebody getting hurt. Yes. How do you just go back and rewrite all of this? You got too much going on. Mm. I say it's going to be stripped right down to the people. Let's just get all of our money together and uh, go to Mars. (laughs) Just talk to Elon Musk. He's on his way. (laughs) Let's let's hook up with Elon Musk. And uh, what's the other guy's name that runs Virgin Airlines? Uh, That is uh, Branson, Richard Branson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get with Richard and just say hell with it, and we just go to Mars and start all over again. <laughs> and no problem, okay? Okay, but I have no problem starting all over again, you know. But um, in all seriousness, though, I, I thank you, Sarah, for even wanting to have the conversation to want to know, you know. Um, but there's no magic wand. There's no. no conversation. No. I mean, be yourself and just you know relax and be cautious, be kind. Um, maybe and be supportive. You know? yeah, support. yeah. I mean, you do shows like I do where we talk about people's journeys, you know, their becoming, their self-discovery. And it's, you know, it, it is that something that's happened to them in their life that's redirected them. And sometimes it was a nice nudge or, you know, gentle push, sometimes the cosmic two by four. Mm-hmm. And out of that process, they discover who they are, their strength, their courage, their abilities, and their calling right? Their purpose in life. And that is everybody's journey in life. That's what life is all about, to learn what is your purpose? How do we serve humanity? How do we find that love within ourselves so that love can exude out to everyone else? If you've got people that are unwilling to work on themselves, those are going to be the people that will always blame someone else. And as they're busy pointing fingers at everyone else, there's three pointing back at them. If you have an issue out there with anyone, I can pretty well promise you the issue lies within you take that issue up with yourself first why do you feel like this where is it coming from what historical thing happened to you is it in your dna you know are you an angry person targeting someone are you else genetically modified to be mean yeah yeah well i think gmo is doing some modifications so yeah, that's another story yeah so why have you on here what's your what is your thoughts on the uh COVID-19. Girl, where do you think it came from? Um, actually, it was very interesting. I had uh, Mary Tucker, who I think you would love to have on your show, um, and she was anti-vaccine. And uh, we did four shows and it was on where do vaccinations start, you know, do they work and, and the whole thing about it. And of course, there's such a pro and against. There's no in-between vaccines. And this was happening the virus was happening in China at the time we did the show it was in January. And she was saying that what she had heard at the time was that they were looking for a vaccine for Corona because they get the Corona flu over there. Like we get different flus mm-hmm. and the vaccine went wrong. And that's what started it. We don't know. Of course, since then, you know, the Chinese have done this just to annihilate us and da, 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 you know, and everything else. Um, but who knows where it comes from? I do know that it's real. Um, my landlady has lost six friends to it, right? And unfortunately, her brother dropped dead of a heart attack as well during this. There's so seven people she's lost in two wow. months. And I had a cousin-in-law who nearly died from it. He was, he was seven weeks on, a, on a, the incubator. Wow. And uh, so it is very, very, very real. And, you know, I think what it is is a reminder. Oh, there was only 49,000 or 60,000 deaths a year of the flu. Well, why is there? If people stop going to work with the flu or with cold, not other people will get it. and We wouldn't see so many deaths. So why can't we be just as due diligent over the flu? But I mean, again, how, how long? Okay, so you're isolated for two weeks. You got to go back out into civilization. You're going to run across other people that have it. Good Lord, I'm really afraid to go out now with all these protesters. Yeah. Okay. Because it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I can say in San Diego that we are doing relatively good with our numbers versus other states, uh, you know, and California within itself because of the leadership, because mm-hmm. of the communication, yeah. because people will follow instructions. But there's only so much isolation people are going to right. put up. 
Right, you know, and, and, and we're lucky enough here in BC that we are going back out and, and it's, you know, they're creating, um, closing down certain streets so restaurants can have their tables outside to seat more people. And it's going to be the gradual entry. School is going back, but it's not full force. Everything is gradual. And because they've decided to take it gradually, we haven't had any new cases in two or three weeks now. And, uh, you know, the recovery rate is really good and our death rate is, is really low. Back east is a little harder. Toronto, Ontario, they've been hit harder, more people, obviously more denser. But for the most part, I will actually really take my hat off to Canada and the way they've handled this. They also handled it that there was funding for people who were out of work because of it. Uh, people couldn't lose, um, be evicted from their homes, right? And businesses were given support to stay open. So, you know, that's the beauty of what we're seeing here. Is it perfect? No, but it's... it's so, so, we know, I'm very proud of, of what has happened here. And when you look at other countries that kind of stepped up and really, you know, did the testing, did the isolation straight off, you know, my brother and sister in the UK, they've only started doing that. And I don't even think it's been enforced yet of people who come from over the border isolating for two weeks. And right. their, their case, a case of deaths and, and, and the virus is really, really high. It's a silent killer. You don't know you like, have you it until what? it's there. Okay. All of that, I think that's some trickery. This is just my opinion. You know, you've got the tests that have come out like this, okay? Uh, and so you're going to have a lot of false positives. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people that are still not being tested for it. You know, okay, they don't even want you to have Obamacare here in the United States. So now mm. you have no medical insurance to right. go get tested. Yes. Okay, so if you do get tested and you don't have medical insurance, then what? In and America, yes. Here we're completely covered. But I know in America you're not. No. And uh, if our leadership is not giving us information, you know, like I said, I haven't seen Vouchy on in, four, shoot, at least four or five days. Yes. So if there's no direction, you don't know what's going on, and you're going to drive right into a brick wall. Also, the vaccine. I got some concerns with the vaccine. Yes. Vaccines take years yes. to find out clinical data and research. I work with big brains here at UCSD, mm -hmm. okay? It takes a long time to uh, collect that data, mm -hmm. see how it morphs, how it's going to change. I mean, we see the COVID-19 is evolving into a different strain. Yes. It's like every other week with different symptoms attacking yeah. different parts of the body. So I'm not so quick to get, um, to get a uh, vaccination no. by the Gates Foundation as I a kid. Okay. Yes. I'm not feeling that. Yeah. I'm not feeling that, you know, and I don't even take the flu shot. No, you I know, don't either. I take a chance on wrestling with the flu. I give me some uh, NyQuil. Shoot. <laughs> you know what the thing is what is actually proven is 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 boost your immune system if you've got a strong immune system you know like when we're going into flu season at least for a month beforehand build your system up with echinacea and vitamin c and take care of yourself the right sleep the right this the right that boost your immune system that is the defense many people have got it but because of the immune system being strong it was a mild case of it Right. And then other people, um, of course, I'm an asthmatic. If it hit me, it will be quite detrimental. But I didn't stop doing things. I was just used my common sense in what I did. Right. Plastic gloves, washed my hands, covered my face when I was in public. Not when I was going for a walk. You need the fresh air. But if yeah. you're in condensity, and it's stop buying into the fear. Be cautious. Right. But don't be, you know, don't be stupid. But at the same time, stop panicking. Because the panic weakens the immune system. It's the same type of thing of the fear with racism or anybody else going out into a, it's because they're panicking, because they're in fear. If take the breath, calm down. What are you empowered to do and what is sensible not to do? And isn't, doesn't that go with everything in life? You think. <laughs> you would think. But are there Everybody people out there that think? have the recipe for success like you do, Sarah Troy. Yeah, well, you know, I've had to learn it. I've had to allow it. I've had to go take my own path to it, right? I think that's, that's part of the battle, too, is that, you know, they want everything to change, but are mm -hmm. you going to do the work? Yes. It's not a downloadable app and suddenly it's there. Right? It's a, we, we, when we talk to people about changing, you know, either maybe the way they feel about themselves, you know, maybe their body or their health, their this and that, we're asking people to adopt a different lifestyle that is more positive and cohesive to who they are and what they're designed here to do. 
if it's such a battle to get the individual to do it, how are you going to get the masses to do it? You know, at one smile at a time. Yes. One person at a time. Yes. Each one teach one. Yes. You know, I believe in six degrees of separation. And I mean, my six have went down to 62,000 in 40 countries. And you're one of those. And so you're going to touch that with your audience and the next podcaster and the next interview, you know, and be sincere. Yes. And show up, like I said, authentic. If you don't agree with something, you just tell somebody politely, well, you know what, Can maybe we change the subject. This is something that, you know, I don't agree with. Then you don't even get into all of that back and forth. Right. There's plenty of else to talk about. You no, know, stop being antagonistic. Right. Or having to prove you're right. You're right from your perspective. This person's right from their perspective. If you cannot put it on the table and you're both unwilling to see each other's perspective, then shut up and talk about something else. Absolutely. You know, but again, it is a lot of work ahead of us. I am an optimist, mm -hmm. I'm a manifester. I'm a positive person. I'm going to use my powers for good and not evil. Right. I am going to stand with my people, my tribe. Right. That is what we do. But that doesn't mean that I am against you. Right. Okay. That just means that I'm trying to fight for the survival of me. Yes. And, I, and, and you know, right now, the persecution, and has been for quite some time, but it's highlighted persecution mm -hmm. on, on you right now. And because that spotlight is there, you know, I, I have this banner that um, I put out about two, three years ago that the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. And I believe the COVID virus, because everybody in the world is on the same boat, is that shake up, is that wake up and that change up. And what is happening right now is the shake up, is the wake up, is the step up and do something about it and change it up. And we're, we, this should not be just another outcry that dies down and then there's another one next year. This is the time where the police force have to say, our system is broken and we have to fix it. We have to go in and look at why this is happening. We have to be teaching um, the teachers not to be prejudiced against color. We have to be looking at racism from all sorts and saying unacceptable from anyone on any nationality. This has to be something that as a village, as a community, as a global community, that we step up and be accountable for and say, if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it hurts someone, it's wrong. If it demeans someone, it's wrong. If it causes um, harm to somebody in any way, it's wrong. So what are we going to do to put it right and take accountability ourselves for what we do and how we interact? Well, you know, I mean, history is recording this. Yes. Absolutely. And um, we're seeing a lot of, of change, influence. You're seeing a lot of people rise up, young people. Yes. Because these millennials are like, you know, I think here in the United States, sadly to say about this time last year, they were marching for their rights because there was violent gun shootings. Yeah. Who sends their second grader to school and the sixth grader got a gun? Right. You know, all of this part of the distraction okay but nobody was really talking about that you know so there's a whole lot of conversations that go on but again you can't fix everything no you fix it a little bit at a time and so you start with that one person and that's with yourself looking in the mirror and saying hey you know have i done this have i assumed this have i you know viciously done this and you know sarah it's personality stuff it's not just necessarily um, prejudice against somebody else you know sometimes people are just mean and twisted yes. and don't like themselves right so oh that out on you of course they do that's the finger pointing three pointing back at you you know do not impose your discontent with your life upon someone else it is not for someone else to fix and it's not for you to take something out on so that's a bully a bully is somebody that's in pain inside and they want to bully and hurt someone else to make them feel better, which they'll never feel better because you can't feel better when you're harming someone else. Love means not to knowingly harm anyone else, including yourself. If you step into that higher frequency of self-love, you can't knowingly hurt someone else. Do you believe in unconditional love? I, I To a point, again, I think it's words. I believe that love is a frequency which is kindness, caring, self-love, love of life 
and love of others. But I do believe, and what you mentioned earlier is boundaries, right? And so if you're here with me on this vibration, that is, doesn't have to have conditions. It's pure love. But if, if it's people in, still in that discovery of that, then the condition is I cannot, I cannot um, work with you if you're still in hate because the hate and the love just do not go together. When you've chosen to step out of the hate and start to care for yourself, start to be kind to yourself, you're stepping into love. Now I can communicate with you, but I can't go down to the hate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Cause you know, unconditional love is, uh, it's, it's very difficult. And again, it's a, a big responsibility. It's a big ask. Yes. Love me no matter what. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. You can uh, love somebody and not like what they do. Right. You know, you've got kids. I've what? got kids. My Let kids have gone and done things why? I don't like. They don't mean I don't love them. Why? And I'm just asking a question. Why do I automatically have to love you? Right. Can I just like you? Exactly. I can't like, I mean, if you, if you you shake your hand and say, Oh, wow, she's great. But why do I just automatically have to be in love with you? Love takes work. Yes. But there's also different degrees of love, right? right? You know, we use this one block of love, this one word, and we think it's the be all and the end all. But just like there are different dimensions and there are different energy fields, the, the higher the love, and that the love that you would have for a spouse, the love that you would have for a child, the love that you have for yourself, the love that you have for life or for what you do, they're all different frequencies. Right. And okay. when they become supreme love is when those frequencies are working together harmoniously in one tune. I, I love you, but it doesn't mean we're going to rush off and have an affair. You know, I mean, people right. have got to look at love at different tones, right. Right. different right. vibrations. Right. right, right. They don't. But again, um, we're here loving on one another and yes. I'm loving on people on the edge. Uh, I try to bring the best and the brightest, you know, different from different perspectives. I like to banter back and forth and ask mm-hmm. random questions like we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's so much value in that. I've learned so much yes. from you. You know, you've learned from me mm-hmm. in a matter of 60 seconds. And so if you just do this once a week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, why, do, why do we do the podcasting? In, in my view, the podcasting is generally the most honest way you're going to get the truth for someone. Mm-hmm. There isn't any big spotlights on them. There isn't any, oh no, you can't say that, uh, or the legal ramifications of doing that. Somebody can peel their onion away and be vulnerable and speak passionately and convictionally of who and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I know that's the reason why I do it. I love sharing the wise shows of, you know, how did you get the, why did you get the, what does it mean to you? Because that energy, it, it just exudes out of them. And that's what you wrap yourself up in. And it's what that inspiration gets invitation. So I recommend that people listen to your shows, listen to my shows, because you're going to learn from the people that have gone before you or are going through the same process at the same time. Sure. Listen to what they have to say, because that is something you can apply to yourself. It's a community. People know that, um, you know, 75% of the information that they get is crap. That's the problem with the world today. Yes. You know, and they're being fed garbage and they're just, you know, they're just eating it in. Yeah. And the constant replay of breaking news, breaking news. You think something (gasps) is breaking news. It's not. It's all along. It's all a part of the psychological profile. So you, again, you have to step back. You've got to look at alternative sources. If you can go in and Google, um, you know, some things about the backstory of what happened, um, you know, just from some of these killings and some of these shootings, you would find out that it is just horrific. Like, again, like the young woman sleep in her bed. Yeah. Sleep in your bed. Yeah. You can't sleep in your bed. Right. Where is your sanctuary? Where are you safe? If they can come in and kill you in your sleep, where are you safe? Yeah. And, you know, I get, I get my news from the Daily Show and Colbert. Because, you know, when it comes to a certain person, that's the only way you can take it is it, it, with, with some humor. Otherwise, you just mind will bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, Jane Elliott was on the other day. And, of course, your mug was behind, you know, oh, the scene no. on Colbert, which was great. You know, wonderful mug. <laughs> I, was like, I, said, I feel like a bottle of Patron when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, what a wonderful plug. And she is just absolutely wonderful. I love her. She's no nonsense. She just speaks as a it is and really it, it is 
the words we use and, and we've got to be conscious of those words we use and we've also not got to take offense if we say something to each other in words that you don't particularly like you can maybe say you know uh, perhaps if we change that phraseology around to this and now you're educating like, or person. just start out with you know uh just did i say that right or yeah if you start if you feel like it's uncomfortable right anybody yes anybody yes you know? There's a, it could be a person that's, you know, a little underweight or, you know, overweight. You know, if you just a little kindness, do you mind if I have this? Or do you, let me ask you this, let me ask you that, or don't say anything and let them open up to you. Just sit there and be quiet. And then respond to what they're saying. Have yeah. Smile. Have a pleasant smile on your face. Yeah. That smile on your face is warm and inviting. Right. Yes, I have a lovely show on smile right. this, this week as well. Anything outside of who you are. Again, like I said, there's no playbook. There's no right or wrong. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to say things uh, off colored, off the cuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, what happened to comedy? You know, comedy yes. is the laugh in the face of tragedy. Right. It's an inappropriate comics like Richard Pryor and Red Fox. Oh, right. they have you cracking up about this stuff right now. Right. But everybody is so sensitive. I know. I know. And in the 20th century, this is really not the place. I would think that they would be more open and free. It's like sexuality. People are still very prudish here in the United mm. States. You go to Europe, folks is butt naked. Flapping in the wind. Right. I mean, no matter what your body type is, the, yes. the body is the, the most beautiful creation of art that man has. But again, it is very different. And um, I'm just going to, like I said, continue to use my powers uh, for good and not evil with my voice. I'm not going to be an angry black woman. I can't right. continue to hold that space because yeah. that distracts me from the good that I'm yes. doing. And, you know, uh, hate and evil is expansive. You yes. know, it'll put on another 10 pounds. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But it also chokes you. Yep. You know, it does. I mean, you can't breathe. They, he can't breathe. People who invoke or choose to live in that anger and hate, it literally can take your breath away. This is why we say to people, when you start feeling like that, the clenched fists are happening, take a breath, take a few deep breaths, recenter yourself before you react, right? Because how many people react without thinking? Take the breath first. Do you really want to say it? It's like, that's why I like when people have to write something. If you want to send something to somebody, write it out, read it out. Do you right. really want to send that? Could there be yeah. some editing done? Right. <laughs> right. Because we, we're going to write in our reaction. Right. And then once you've read it, okay, all right, you've had that reaction. Now what do you really want to That's say? me. That's me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one with the poison pen. I get wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but, you know, it, again, it gives me an opportunity to reset before I yes. get in. Yes. And this world of social media. We're yeah. so reactive. Oh, I'm so instant. I don't care how level-headed and how cool you kind of be, people are you going to pop off at one time or another. So before you actually hit sin, think about it. Yeah. You know, or sometimes I've even made this mistake and I've partly read a post mm. and did, you know, misinterpreted what it said. So then don't comment. Comment yeah. on it. Have some restraint, you know. And don't, and don't respond to the people who are wanting to pick a fight with you. No, delete them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, I've, I've got some people I have highly respect for who they are and what they do, but they have a, a totally different look on politics than I do. I'm not going to hate them. They're coming from a different space. But at the same time, I won't accept any blah, blah, blah back on me, you know? And you know, that, that's, that's fine because I want, I want people to, again, always be free and authentic to yes they're yes. not alignment. don't apologize for yourself yeah they're not alignment with me so you yes. don't need to be right there and that doesn't mean that you're a bad person you're a good person in that space if you're not hurting somebody else right but if our values are not in alignment yeah I just, you know it's like a magnet push it against yes. each other what is the value in that you right. want people in your space that lift you up that yeah. make you better, that pour into you, that reward you, that acknowledge you, that feed you, that support you. Oh my God, that's yeah. that's what you want. Yes. People don't know what that feels like, Sarah. They don't know what to no. be, what a good feeling feels like. You really don't. And you get so high on it. You yes. Taking 60 Oxycontins or something. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, it comes back to be accountable. 
Right. Right. Look, stuff is going to happen to you in life. You didn't choose that, but you do choose how you're going to react to it and what you do with it. And, you know, the people that you and I interview are the people that have found the courage, found the strength, found the ability, found the tenacity to go through it and change it into something positive. All right. And that is the true test of character. And those are the people that we really do respond to because of that beautiful, loving energy of, of being givers and, and carers and kindness and love and sharing that they have become. And I have such respect for them for the journey that they've taken in getting there because they were willing. I, I have respect for the ones that are struggling. Yes, you know, they're, they're, they're on their they journey, have, but they're still choosing they to have do it. The, 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 the willingness. Yes. To, to want to open the door. They yes. want to change. They, yes. Like I said, I, I love you for asking because you want to know. Yes. Curiosity is, you know, that's it. We don't want political correctness to get away, get in the way of supporting one another because yeah. now it's becoming all about color and race and we're on the defense and we're a little scared or we pull away. It's the same as if you come across somebody that's maybe is disfigured. We've both interviewed Keshi, wonderful Keshi, and she's clearly disfigured. There's no hiding it. But when you get to know her, uh, when she sings, when she speaks, the heart and soul of her comes out and she is absolutely beautiful. But people look at her at first how are you going to react? And some people don't know how to react and look the other way. The same thing we're doing right now. I don't want people that are not of your color to be scared to say something or do something because political correctness is getting in the way. Well, you know, it's always going to be some politics. Yeah. You know, one, we're not going to like what the next establishment does, but what I am really, really, uh, I think as an advocate, instead of on the federal level, I think that I'm really going to be a much stronger yes. supporter on the local level and governmental level because that I really didn't, and, you know, and I think I'm a brain. I didn't realize how much power and influence each individual governor has for their state. And it holds a lot of weight. I mean, I'm looking at Como and I'm yes. looking at what's going on in, in Houston and, and going on in Atlanta and going on in, in California. Uh, well, Georgia, I'm speaking cities and states, mixing them up, but it's going on. And so they are really taking charge. They're learning a lot. Yeah. They know how to put these action plans and disaster plans and pandemic plans. And, you know, they know how to do that. So what we need from the government is a check and then we can disseminate it, but they don't even want to give us funding. I noticed that, which what? is uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. But, you know, we know that it's a lost cause at the present moment, you're federal. Um, but what is actually wonderful is to see, um, you know, the, the leaders in each of the states that we've had in our provinces here, but also to see the industries you know, uh, change yeah, right. the machinery to make, uh, to make ventilators or to make masks or to make garments, uh, people putting their money behind it, uh, the individuals that are stepping up. And, um, you know, we're saying we are a community and we're going to be there for each other. And I right. think this has been absolutely, it's been part of that shake up and change up where we now have more respect for the people that work on the buses, that work in the grocery stores, what the nurses and the doctors have got to go through, the, the truck drivers that are driving to get the stock to our stores, yeah. all of those people that nobody paid attention to before, we're now realizing. They don't want to pay a living wage of $15. Exactly. You know. Yeah, and $1,200, you know, the stimulus, people were very grateful. Well, I mean, but, you know, there's a lot of people to give that to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even people's rents here, one bedroom, $1,600. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And no protection against people evicting you and everything else. I mean, it's, it, the system is broken, and, but you can't fix it from the top down it has to be from the roots of each individual state looking at how they fix it getting together at that round table we've done this we've done this we've done that what can we adopt what can we adapt to and then sending that up mm -hmm. to the higher levels and saying this is what works for us supporters to support our own states i still say black people let's all go to mars <laughs> <laughs> No. Scratch, okay? We would lose so much talent. We would lose so much rhythm. We would lose so okay. much life. No, you can't go. No, you guys can uh, get a visa. <laughs> and if you don't behave, you go right back home. Okay? No, no, no. You can't do. You can't leave us alone here. 
wonderful. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Uh, it's been wonderful having you on. But please tell people how they can listen to your shows. What um, everything about what people can do to get right. hold of you. Okay, where's my little postcard here? I always have a postcard. On the Edge with April Mahoney. Okay, it's on Blog Talk Radio. I have a stellar YouTube channel with 700 interviews of Movers and Shakers. It's a variety show of arts and entertainment and forward thinking and progressive thought and reflectiveness, all of that good stuff. So go and visit me. There's always great prizes and great uh, guests. Sarah's been on. We're doing mm -hmm. some fun things on the edge, and I'd love to have you come and visit. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com slash April Mahoney on the edge with April Mahoney. And, uh, of course, on Facebook, you are there, April I'm Mahoney. Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, you know, and uh, I love you. But, again, I am separating the wheat from the straw. Yeah. Okay? And so you need to be ready for the edge. Yeah. And that needs to be sharp, pointed, edgy. doesn't mean to be uptight. Nope. You know? And if that's not the place for you, I honor you right where you are. Right. But again, there is a, there's a certain code of ethics, a certain vibe that I'm trying to maintain there. Right. And, and, you know, it's the people that have been already willing to do the work that are going to inspire you on your own journey. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. uh, those people that are committed to it, you know, that's who we take our hats off to because we know that they're, they're inspiring others. And that's what's so wonderful. So uh, please go and listen to the etiquette show on how oh, to be a guest. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, really and if you are, you know, how many, well, I think there's been about 250,000 podcasts pop up through this COVID and, uh, um, you know, we're professionals. We, we do charge for it. This is our business because of the caliber of people that we do bring to the table. Uh, it's our service. Uh, so, you know, I know there's wonderful people out there doing wonderful things but you're going to have a different caliber of person on our shows um and you know to do with business to do with life to do with anything yourself it's not about us we we have yeah. it's making the investment in yourself it's making yeah. the buy-in that this is what this conversation has basically been about yes it's the buy-in and making the investment in yourself yes when it comes down to it whatever's going on out there you can't do anything about out there until you do something about in here right so get your own shoot together, right? Be willing to go through your own process. Step into liking, loving, and caring for you. And then let your cup runneth over. And now you've got something to give your community. Exactly. And in the closing, in the great words of Jane Elliott, racial prejudice is an emotional commitment to ignorance. Yes. Get smart. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Sarah. I appreciate Thank you, my darling. Wonderful having you on here again. It's been an absolute delight. And thank you for being so candid and honest with us because we all need an education in this right now. And, you well, know, I calm minds it. prevail. Yeah, really. And, and I need an education too because, again, I can't help you if I don't know what you mean. Exactly. Exactly. So please go and listen to her shows. There's some amazing people on there, including Jane Elliott, a fantastic show. So uh, she gets some awesome people on there. So go and listen and learn and apply and grow because that's what it's all about. So until next time, folks, bye for now. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.